say the verse, and if you could throw on KJV, that'd be great. Okay. All right, here's the other thing. For my big kids, this, I need one. I need one for me. Oh, I don't need one. Okay. Ooh, Facebook. <laughs> There's that. Can you share with him? All right, you stand beside him. Can you two share this one? Yes. Or somebody? Two? You don't need one? All right. Are you singing? And then the chorus, you guys know, is on the first page. When you bounce around, you'll find it. What? What are you singing? Yeah, this one is. Uh, We're singing the song. This is yours. No, 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 no. You keep that. That's part of that. That's but a first. But this is mine. I know. It's fine. I got. I made several copies. But we're good. What? Listen. Listen. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Here's the deal. I have to look at the chords on this one quite a bit. So I need good, strong singing and leaders for this. Did you want one of these? Are you going to share with somebody? Yeah, you better hear it. I want to have it. Just in case. But I need you guys to sing good and loud and look at me every once in a while, okay? Oh, what did you do? Here, let's set this And then you can set my phone down and walk that one too. All right? First John 1.19, KJV, if we confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive us, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh! 
winter would do, what winter does. But God said, come here, pumpkin, and you can go with me. And when you carve your jack-o'-lantern, well, the story's here to see. Yeah. God took out all the yucky yucks, that was all the sin. Put his light and love inside me, bright, where the sin had been. Sunday school this morning. Like I say, it's good to be here. It's good to hear the little kids sing. Um, I had a little thought. Um, you know, this was a rough week for us. Uh, I had a co-worker at work pass away from a heart attack. Um, and then my mother-in-law, you know, last night had a heart attack. Um, but I'm thankful that um, anytime we call or ask for prayer, we have people here to pray for us. And I'm thinking about God knows all about it. And he's, he takes care of us. And I'm just looking for a good day and just thankful to be here. Um, We'll ask Kyle to dismiss this Sunday school.
appreciate being in God's house. And we appreciate, we appreciate everybody that comes to Sunday school. Uh, this this bunch right here, we've all we've all been in church probably since we was kids or thereabout, and been in Sunday school most of that time. And uh, and the devil come along sometimes tell you you don't need Sunday school. You're just going over, rehashing some of the, all of the same stuff. We've, I've been I've been saved since I was 15 years old. That's that's a lot of years. And every time we come to church, if you if you think about it, up here we're rehashing the same stuff every every service. But the thing of it is, when God's Spirit moves in that, it's new every time. When. When God reminds me down here that I'm his, that I've been saved by the grace of God, takes me back to that day in 1956, it's new every time. And uh, if we get where we need to be, God's word will bless us and, and it'll help us. We'll get the help. God, Regardless of what kind of problems we have in life, and we're going to have them, we all got them. Regardless, God's got the answer for all of it right in this book. But if I don't get the answer I need, it's because I didn't get in the book and look for it. And, uh, and it's not easy. A lot of times... A lot of times I sit, I sit down to read the Bible and, and uh, don't get a thing out of it, just like reading a newspaper and, uh, or, or uh, anyway, just don't, don't really get into it. But then once in a while, I'll be reading and not really getting into it and read a verse and it set me on fire. God gives me what I need out of it. So, uh, God's got it for us if we want it. Our lesson this morning, now last week, our lesson was where Saul was anointed king over Israel. And today the lesson's where David was anointed as king. And uh, Saul... God anointed him king, and, and Saul was full of the Spirit. He was a man of God. But he disobeyed the Lord. How many of us can say the same thing? We've all failed and come short of the glory of God. Uh, but God, God told Saul to go take his army and destroy the Amalekites because they tried they they give the Israelites a hard time when they was coming out of Egypt. He said, "Destroy every one of them. Don't leave any of them alive. None of their cattle alive. Kill all of it. Don't bring back nothing." And uh, they went 
down and they killed all the Amalekites except the king. He brought the king back alive. And they brought back all the choice cattle and sheep and all that spoil. They brought it back. God had already told them not to. And uh, so that's where our lesson starts this morning. Uh, if God if God tells you not to do something, you better leave it alone. If he tells you to do something, you better do it. There, God don't God don't do anything without a real good reason. If if God wants you to testify, we just and, and a lot of times we look at a testimony as a little bitty thing, and uh, especially if somebody else has given it, uh, we we look at it like it ain't too hard to do for them. But if God gives you a testimony or gives me a testimony, He's got a reason for that. And if if He if He wants me to say Amen. When the preacher's preaching, he's got a reason for that. Whatever God gives us to do, he's got a, a real good reason or he wouldn't give it to us. And by the same token, Wednesday night, we had a real good service. But it seemed to me like it was starting out a little slow. And I wanted, I wanted to get right in it. And God did let me later on, but I couldn't do nothing until God let me do it. Same way, every one of us, if we can't move in the kingdom unless the kingdom moves in us. That's, that's the whole thing. And uh, this, this thing right here is not in the kingdom. If, if my testimony comes from here, it ain't worth much. It's just words. Same way with anything else we do in God's, in God's, king, in God's house, uh, it's got to move from down in here where the kingdom's at. But anyway, uh, Saul disobeyed the Lord. Now let me read a lesson, or let me read a, a verse in 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, 22nd verse, said, And Samuel said, hath, Now, Samuel went down and talked to him, said, asked him, said, why, why didn't you obey the Lord? He said, I did. He said, I went down there and we killed all of them. But he said, Now the young men. Samuel asked him, said, if, if, you, if you follow the Lord, how come all the low end of this sheep and, and oxen in my ears? And he said, well, the young men wanted to bring them back to, to give sacrifice to the Lord. And uh, so then Samuel said, and Samuel said, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, 
He hath also rejected thee from being king. And uh, I wonder sometimes, and I, only God knows, but I've wondered sometimes if if I, now I don't know hardly how to say it, if I mess up my usefulness to God, I mean completely foul things up and, and, and wasn't any use to God as far as my life being a light to people. I wondered if, if, if that wouldn't be the end of me here. I don't know. But God's, God's got reasons for everything he does. I was listening to a guy on TV this morning that made me wonder, and, and we, we always do, but he was talking about James and Peter when they was in prison, and, and Herod cut James's head off. And he seen the people, the people like that. They was all for that. So he told them, said, now in the morning we'll, we'll cut Peter's head off. I'm just using my words, but the next morning, Peter wasn't there. The angel of the Lord come and got him, took him out of the prison. Make, make James's family probably wondered, well, if the Lord could do that for Peter, why didn't he do it for, for James? And, uh, but it, it was James's time to go to heaven. I don't understand all about it. I would have wondered too, I guess. But it's, it's just been the best way to look at it when, when, somebody, when somebody leaves here that's saved by the grace of God, it's just their time to go to heaven. They got out of their problems. Peter lived a long time after that and was treated bad and finally was crucified on a cross upside down. And... Uh, so he was treated bad too all, all of his life, really. But God blessed him. Apostle Paul treated the church bad to start with. And, uh, and then after he was converted, got saved, he got treated just like he was treating them. He was beaten, he was left for dead, and all kinds of things finally got his head cut off on Nero's chop block. And uh, so people have suffered. We think sometimes we're suffering. Somebody just say a little something about us. Uh, I had a fella tell me one time I was a religious fanatic. And it about, it about made me mad when he first said it. And then it got me plum tickled after I thought about it a little bit. I was glad somebody noticed. And uh, this is the reason we the reason we come to church is try to help people. And if our life don't show what we are, we're not helping nobody. But anyway, let's get back to David. So God rejected Saul. Well, now it was it was a pretty good while after God told him this that Saul got killed. And, uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's read the lesson. And the Lord said unto, this is in uh, 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13. 
And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with the oil, and go, I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And uh, you remember a while back, uh, we had, I think we had a lesson about uh, Naomi and Ruth. And uh, Ruth married Obed, I believe that's his name, or Boaz, Boaz. And uh, they had a son. Let me read this. And the, the, women, the women, her neighbors, this is Naomi's neighbors, I think, gave it a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So Ruth, Ruth come out of that other country and, and married Boaz and was, was in the descendancy or the genealogy of David, which put her right in, right in the lineage of Christ. And uh, so anyway, I, I, that's kind of that's interesting history. And, uh, but all of these things happen for a reason. And there's, uh, there's a lot of people that'll tell you that uh, the Gentiles back way back before Jesus come didn't have opportunity to get saved. God just rejected them. Not so. When Naomi... When Naomi and Ruth come back out of that country, you remember what Ruth said? She said, thy people will be my people and thy God will be my God. And, uh, and she, was, she was in the lineage of Christ. Same way, uh, Rahab the harlot, when they destroyed that country because she'd helped the spies they saved her and her family alive, and she was in the lineage of Christ. And that, they both Gentiles in, by nature. But anyway, uh, and the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn? And We can get caught up in natural things a lot of times and let it get in our way. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get into a bunch of stuff, but we, if we're not careful, we'll we'll let personalities and all kinds of different stuff get in our way, and we'll let things bother us. Something can, something can happen. Maybe on a job or, or with our family or different things, and and we can dwell on that so much that it keep us out of a church service. And and maybe we dwell on it too much, 
We'll be wanting to pray for that, and maybe God don't want us to right then. Have you ever have you ever had something happen in your life and you tried to pray and God wouldn't give you nothing to pray with? I've had that happen. I remember, and I'll use this as a this is a big one in my life. The day my dad died, my my brother called I think it was my brother called us said they was taking him to hospital and uh, told us what happened and so me and me and I'm Jean got in the car and headed we lived over in Elida at that time we headed in to the hospital and I was trying to pray all the way in and couldn't get a thing to pray with and I just figured it it was probably his time and he was gone when we got there and so Sometimes, sometimes God won't let you pray for things because that's not His will. If He wants somebody, if He wants somebody that's been saved to move over on the other side, there ain't no use trying to pray for them. Now, Hezekiah, one exception that I know of anyway, the prophet, God sent the prophet to him, said, set your house in order, you're going to die. And the Bible said he turned his face to the wall and prayed. And evidently, God gave him a spirit to pray with. And God gave him 15 more years. Now, God gave us an example right there. Don't give up. Now, he might not, he might come tell me the same thing tomorrow, and I might not be able to pray at all, and I might be gone before the sun sets. Don't matter, don't matter when, one of these days, every one of us is going to leave here. It, it'll either, it'll either, we'll either go in a box to the graveyard or we'll go in the clouds with the Lord when He comes back. But we're leaving here. If time stands, every one of us is going to die. This body's going to die. What's important, what's important, be ye therefore ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Be ready when that day comes and go to heaven shouting. I say all the time, I say every Sunday probably, being saved is the best thing ever happened to me. The hope that God put down in my soul is just as bright now, if not brighter, than it was 60-some years ago. When God's been good to us. He gave us the very best that heaven's got. And I'm way off the lesson, but God give us the very best that heaven's got. He give us something to be thankful for every day of our life. If you don't have nothing else, if, if you don't have nothing to eat or no house to live in, and, and the world's treating you awful, if you're saved by the grace of God, you've got the very best that heaven's got, and you got something to be thankful for. And if you had all kinds of food and no salvation, what would you have? Maybe another opportunity to get saved. 
But uh, it's the very best that heaven's got. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And uh, Saul was about went crazy, I think. Sound like. He, he had problems of some kind. And they, they finally ended up getting David to come in when he'd, when he'd get one of them spells while David would play the harp and it'd kind of soothe him. And uh, then, uh, well, let me read this. If Saul hear that, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Because he had to, where he was going to Jesse's house, he had to go pretty close to the king's, where the king lived. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will shew thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. And uh, we was talking to start with about Saul. Uh, Failing God, not doing what God told him to do, and God rejecting him from being king. And uh, so God, God gave Samuel a job that it was kind of, if if the king had found out what he is doing, he he probably would have killed him, or tried to. Right? He he probably would have, unless the Lord delivered him. But uh, sometimes. Have you ever have you ever had God give you anything to do? I don't care what song or testimony or preaching or praying uh, publicly or, or whatever. God every time God gives us something to do, tells us right down here, do this or that or the other, it scares us. And in the flesh, it makes, it makes us nervous. But we got to, the reason it makes the flesh nervous because we got to get this guy out of the way in order for this guy down in here to do his work. But it has to come through this guy, so we gotta, we got to crucify him and let God use him. Because... The day God saved me, I already said the best thing ever happened to me. But he didn't save this carcass you're looking at. He told me, he told me to keep myself unspotted from the world. But he said, this down in here is sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. The devil can't find it, can't get in it. He, he can't tempt my soul with sin because God bound him up and cast him out and his goods with him. So he can't tempt my soul, but he sure gives this fellow here a hard time. But this guy's not saved, and 
And he wouldn't have told me to keep myself unspotted from the world if I couldn't sin. But he said, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and there's none good, no, not one. That's talking about this carcass you're looking at. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the thing of it is, the Bible said, if we sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous, who's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The little girl read that this morning. So God, God's able to take care of us if we'll let him. Now, by the same token, I got a mind up here, and if I let it rule over this down here, I have a choice. He told, you remember, uh, Joshua told the children of Israel, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And we have that choice to make every day. And uh, if we choose to follow God, we can. Absolutely. If we choose to follow the lust of the flesh and Satan, we can. But it'll get us in trouble every time. And, and call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will shew thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I, whom I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and came to Bethlehem, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? I know. Samuel was a great man of God. And uh, sometimes, sometimes them people back there was afraid of the man of God. Uh, if if we if we wrong. Did you ever did you ever get wrong uh, be in the wrong, however you want to say it, and see the preacher out somewhere and run into him and you didn't really want to see him? Same thing. They didn't they didn't want to see they didn't want to see the prophet. I know. So they was they was kind of afraid. Come comest thou peaceably. And he said peaceably, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Now, there's a scripture in the uh, first part of the book of Joshua. I'm not sure exactly what chapter it's in, but... Uh, when the children of Israel was getting ready to cross the river of Jordan into the promised land, Joshua told them, said, sanctify yourselves. In other words, get yourselves cleaned up. For God's going to work wonders among you. I may not have quoted that word for word, but they was getting ready to cross into the promised land. Well, 
Every one of us, if we've been saved by the grace of God, been ready to cross into the promised land ever since the day we got saved. We've been we've been standing at the like standing by the river looking looking to the other side. I've told this hundreds of times probably, but wasn't long after I got saved, I was sitting in school looking out the window, and I was wondering, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? And there's been a lot of days like that since then. One of these days, it's going to be my turn. Whether, whether I die or whether Jesus comes, I, I'm going to heaven. I got, I got that promise down in here, and there's nothing can take that away from me. Anybody got anything? I'm, sometimes I talk too much. So we need, we need to sanctify ourselves. If, we, if we're going to try to do something for God, we've got to do it with clean hands. Uh, David asked a question one time, said, Who can ascend the hill of God? Said him that he that's got clean hands and a pure heart. Now God purified the heart. It's up to me to keep my hands clean. Keep myself unspotted from the world. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked at Eliab. And said, "Surely the Lord anoint the Lord's anointed is before me." That was Jesse's eldest son. And uh, Jesse, I, I believe, had had eight sons or seven or eight sons. I I don't remember now exactly, but he went down, and we'll read that probably. But he went down the line, and every one of them went before him. But the last one, and uh, God said, "It ain't it ain't none of them." And the Lord said unto Samuel, "Look not on his countenance." This is something we we're bad to do anyway. But look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature. Because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And it's what can and that's what I said earlier. What counts is what comes out of here. Now, by by the same token, we gotta in order in order for God to use us. In our soul, we got to keep this man clean, and that's the hardest job I got. And same way with with trying to testify or, or or teach Sunday school or whatever I do. The hardest job I got is getting this fellow out of the way, because the Bible said when I would do good, evil's present. Satan. Is, is going up and down in the earth, and that's this carcass you're looking at. Satan's going up and down in the earth, seeking whom he may devour. 
if he can if he can make me or cause me to not get not do my job like I ought to, then I can't help people like I ought to. And same way with our preachers when they get up here and preach the gospel, if if Satan can mess them up to where they can't preach, and he certainly tries. He'll try he'll try to get something in your head to mess you up. Or I used to and still do once in a while when I'm teach, trying to teach Sunday school, something can get my attention and it just about take my train of thought away and uh, take me a minute to get back going. And uh, Satan, Satan does those things. And he'll, he'll try to mess us up with... He don't want us to have church. He'd like for us to come together and and say a few words and go to the house and no spirit move at all. The Bible said it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's the way the work's done. And God, it takes God to reach our people. And uh, nothing I can say would reach them. It's God's Spirit that has to do it. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. And Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, and Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are, there, are, are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, and we will, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And uh, God uses, and I, I thought of this when I read this, God uses people that, that's willing to work. And as uh, long as we ain't too overzealous, uh, the Bible said, be, uh, be, uh, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they sin or they do evil. And uh, so when we come to God's house, we ought to come following the Lord, ready to follow the Lord and do it with all our might. But keep me out of it. Just crucify this guy. I've heard preachers say they, they wanted the Lord to hide them behind the cross, and I understand what they're saying. They want, they want Jesus to be out front, and that's what every one of us ought to want. If, if God's give us a job, it's a job for Jesus, and my job and your job, every one of our jobs, when we get right down to it, is to glorify Jesus, to glorify God. To, to look back and remember what God done for you 
and come into his house with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Because where would we be if without Jesus? Lost. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And he was just a, he was just a kid. Uh, I don't know exactly how old he was, but it was after, it was after this that he killed Goliath. And Goliath was laughing at him because this little kid come out to fight the giant. And, uh, of course, he prevailed. God, God allowed him to prevail. God prevailed is the way it was. And uh, if any, any, any giants that we've got in our life, and there are some, the devil's going to throw some real big things in front of us. And, and mess us up all he can. But if we, if we can trust God, did you ever, I remember, I remember one time, and I've told this hundreds of times, but I remember one time, I, I hadn't been saved long, and I come home from school, and the devil had been, on my back all day long, and uh, I just couldn't couldn't seem to shake him. And I come home, and none of the other kids wasn't home. Mom and Dad was still at work, and I went in the bathroom, got on my knees. I said, "Lord, I can't, I can't handle this. I need some help." And I I got up, and I had a there's a dresser sitting in the one side of the bathroom, there was, there was a Sunday school leaflet laying on the, on the dresser. We used to give visitors leaflets Sunday school back then. And the memory verse was, uh, I'll not, and I can't quote all of it, but it said, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation there's a way made for your escape. And he filled my cup up and run it over and the devil was gone. And he'll help us if, if we if we'll ask him. I mean, right out of our heart. And uh, so we all we need to do is ask. He said, "Ask and you shall receive." But you got it's got to be done right. It's got to come out of here. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord was upon David from that day forward. And er the Bible said, He that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of his. And I've heard people say that them people before Jesus didn't have the Spirit uh, and I get on this a lot, but if they didn't have the Spirit, they went to hell. 
because they're not Christ. And by the Bible said there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem, part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. The same blood that saved me saved Adam if he got saved. And uh, things were a whole lot different in some ways. They didn't have this Bible. But God talked to Adam face to face. That's even better than having a book. And uh, so I don't know I don't know all about everything. But I know God will take care of us and he'll give us what we need if we'll if we'll do our if I do my best for him which probably I have never done other than just in spurts maybe. I've been a big failure. But when when I've got my heart where it ought to be and when, I, when I'm doing my part for God, and I can just tell you about me, when I'm where I ought to be, God's where He ought to be. And that's right here letting me know that I'm pleasing Him. If I am, by the same token, when I'm not pleasing Him, He's right here letting me know I'm in the wrong place. But God, God give us all a job to do, and we ain't kings. I, well, I'll take that back. The Bible, I 